0: Hey, everybody, this is Gene Troyer. I'm the lead pastor of Restore Church. And what a pleasure it is to welcome you to our podcast. It's my hope that you will be marked by love and encouraged in your faith and inspired to become all God has created you to be. Now I invite you to lean in and enjoy the podcast. All right. Hey, I am, uh, I am Gene Troyer. My, I'm part of the team here at Restore and uh, what a treat it is to, uh, to have you in the house this morning and for all of you online. Wow, it is, uh, it is so good to have you with us as well. Whatever you're doing right now, I trust that uh, maybe you're a young family and you've got kids running all around you right now. Uh, bless you. And uh, this message is especially for you this morning. Hey, we've been in this series now. It's the second week of the Parenting and Other Scary Stories series. And um, sometimes we address exactly what you're thinking about. And other times I know that you sit there going, well, I wish they would have talked about this today. And so here's the deal. Info at restore.church. That's the email address. Info, I-N-F-O. In two weeks, on the last weekend of this series, May 15th, we're going to have a, a panel up here with Brenda and I, and we are going to field questions in real time as well as for those questions that you have sent in to us. So don't hesitate, info at restore.church. That's where you can send your questions and topics that you would like for us to uh, address. And so uh, we'll do that on May the 15th, but you can start right now. You can start right now. So we're all family in here, right? Sort of, okay. Even if it's your first time, you're family. All right, so, so here's the deal. We have a limited space and um, that includes our parking. Our parking's terrible, we know that. So let's just address the elephant in the room. If you, uh, If you are not a family with young kids, or if you're not someone that requires some assistance, perhaps you would consider when you get here to park elsewhere instead of the parking lot. We recognize that um, we are uh, experiencing uh, quite a few new people and we absolutely love that. That's what we're, that's what we're hoping for, continue to hope for. But uh, when that happens, those of you that are already part of us, those of you that aren't, that are here, and uh, you call this your home, uh, you kind of need to help us out. So, uh, CVS is down the street. Wreath Funeral Home is down the street as well. And uh, both of those places are great for parking. They've allowed us to park there. And uh, you can always park on the street, too. Last week, we had someone walk around a two-block radius of our property here, and they found three parking spots during service. So... Needless to say, uh, we do have a, uh, a parking challenge. So if you'll help us out with that, that would be, that would be awesome. So today, I want to talk to you about timeout. Timeout. You might think, well, okay, uh, what is that? So uh, we're, we're going to talk about discipline. It's so fun. When you're parenting, disciplining your kids is just the best. Like, can I get an amen, right? I didn't think so. Okay, so... Uh, when I think about discipline, I think about all the mistakes that I made when my kids were growing up. Like, isn't that what we naturally do? Like, we we did the best we could, right? But um, I, of course, like Cody's in the house this morning, my son, and so uh, he just gets to be p- picked on uh, because that's he was like he was my uh, that he was our experiment, right? So the firstborn is typically the experiment, and then you figure it out as you go along. When Cody, when I was prepping for this, I remembered an incident um, with soccer and Cody. Like, he started playing soccer. I think we got him out there like at four years old or something. And if you've ever been on a soccer field, the first time that kids get out on the soccer field, there is no, like, semblance of organization on the field. Like, you just hope that the kid comes back alive. Because wherever the soccer ball is, there are all the kids chasing the soccer ball. And this is the learning experience. This is, it's like ants on an anthill. There they are. They're just all moving together, heading for that ball. But over time, Cody learned how to play soccer. And got pretty good at it played four years of college. Uh, He connected with our friend Aaron, and uh, they coached at the collegiate level together, and um, that didn't happen randomly. That happened because some coach came alongside Cody and said, here's what you do. Here's the way you have to move the ball. Here's the way you have to stand in the goalie section of the field. Like, this is what you have to do. If you want to get really good, there are some disciplines you're going to have to put into your life to become the best you can possibly be. It wasn't a random experiment. There were some things that Cody had to do to get in shape, to stay in shape, to be able to navigate the field. You and I have babies. If you're a parent in the house, we have babies. And for some reason, sometimes we think, well, I hope this works out all right. I hope I get it somewhat right. I guess I need to figure this out. And last week, I encouraged you in, our, in my talk, Only Human, I encouraged you to connect with people that have come before you to speak to the generations before you, not to duplicate exactly what they've done, but to get some help, to get some help. So I just talked about sports, and I can't help myself. I have to ask the question, what are you going to do about sports and your children? What are you going to do? Do they get to choose five different sports, and they get to do all five of them? How are you gonna prioritize young, young moms and dads, listen up, how are you prioritizing your family's involvement in sports, in music, in all the activities? There's a plethora of activities and options that your kids have to choose from. How are you going to guide them in that process? And of course, being a pastor, I'm going to ask, at what level does church become a priority? At what level does your faith community become a priority? It's important you decide that now. If you're a young family, has, if you're a young couple, don't have kids yet, or if you're a young family with kids that can't make that decision yet, it's important that you figure it out, that you decide. We always talk about you don't wait until the time comes to make a decision. You decide now, so that your choices are good when you get there. So I'm not telling you what to do, except to think about it, to pray about it, and know that it's coming. If you haven't made that decision yet, you'll be faced with that decision. We all know that without discipline, without correction, without a coach coming alongside Cody and saying, we're going to correct this in the way that you're playing soccer. We're gonna correct these things without that and without uh, the discipline in each of our lives and especially in our young children. Without adults coming alongside, we'll have little, remember what we said last week, terrible twos, middle school monsters, high school horrors. None of that needs to be true, but all of that will be true if discipline doesn't happen in the home. You will have disrespectful kids. You will have kids that don't know how to honor those in authority. You will have kids that don't know how to be obedient. Without those, success in life, success in sports, success in anything is impossible when discipline isn't enacted in the home and in culture. So let me draw attention to Ephesians. Let's go to the Bible. Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6. Paul is writing to the church in Ephesus, and he's giving them a whole bunch of don'ts. Don't do this. Don't do that. Don't do this. Do this. So if you look in Ephesians 5, you'll see some of those. But in Ephesians 6, he begins to address children. And he says, children, obey your parents in the Lord. Can I just stop right there? Every time I see the word obey, there's a trigger, There's something happens inside of me when the word obedience or obey comes up. And I I haven't been aware of this until I was prepping for this message. And the word obey came up and I'm just like, why am I feeling this way? So let me read the rest of this, these verses, and then I'll come back to that. Obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise. And that promise is that it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. Perhaps there are certain words that trigger you as well. Depends on how you grew up. But in my world, the confusion between the word obey and honor was really, really real. Somehow, the way I grew up, obedience was not, there wasn't a clear distinction between obedience and honor. And the two are related. However, when do I get to stop obeying my parents? When do I get to stop asking them for permission? (laughs) I mean, maybe you don't think about that. But the way I grew up, in a very kind of strict culture, that's a a real thing. And when you grow up like that, and I don't care if you grew up, as I did, Amish or Catholic or Baptist or where, and maybe even not in a faith community, but primarily in faith community is what I'm talking about. There are some expectations, and obedience is a thing that is drilled into us. And so, when do I get to stop obeying? Well, maybe it's 18 years old. I don't know. Maybe when I'm legally an adult, I can stop asking for permission. What I've seen is people struggling mightily with this subject, So if you are struggling with, when do I I get to stop asking for permission? You work that out. Work it out with your parents if you're still at that age. For those of us that are adults, honor is the thing we do. Children must obey their parents. But parents must educate them on what it means to transition from that little monster in middle school, right? To transition from that and become responsible and then be able to honor your parents. And that's something that I had to work through as an adult was to know what is that actually, how can I understand this and apply it to my life? Honor is a beautiful thing. Honor doesn't mean you're going to do everything your parents taught you to do. But it means that you honor them with respect. You honor them with gratitude. You honor them with grace and love. And you'll probably obey, continue obeying some of the things that you were taught. But there is a, you must make a clear distinction between obedience and transitioning into honor. Now, most of us understand that when it comes to successfully raising kids to follow Jesus, uh, discipline is, is more than just uh, uh, training and self-control, but it's also the doling out of these consequences when kids misbehave. But how much do you do this, and when, and by who, and what in the world works? Good questions, especially what works. What works? Let me remind us that the goal for our families is not perfection, but it is for, uh, f- to be healthy and whole. That's what we want for our families. Let me also just note that when a child is not disciplined in their home, it is going to be very difficult for that child to establish some semblance of self-discipline as an adult. So if you didn't feel the weight of parenting before you walked in the room, let me just say the weight ought to be resting on you pretty heavy right now. Because the way you parent is a direct reflection on the kind of adults that are going to move out of your house and into the world. Scripture helps so much with all of this. The Lord disciplines those he loves. Psalm, I'm sorry, Proverbs 3.12 says it like this. It says, for the Lord corrects those he loves, just as a father corrects a child in whom he delights. So let's, let's just talk for a second about discipline. Um, discipline and uh, disciple have the both, both have the same Latin root word, which is, and I'm going to butcher this, discipulus, discipulus, which means instruction, knowledge, and to learn, a uh, disciple, as you know, means follower of, te- follower of a teacher or a leader or a philosophy. And so in Christian discipline, this means discipleship, which leads to a life of self-discipline. That means that we are creating little disciples, which leads to adults that have a high level of self-discipline. For the Lord corrects those he loves, and just as a father corrects a child in whom he delights. And then we read on in Hebrews 12, Hebrews 12, endure hardship as discipline. So here we go. Endure hardship as discipline. So even as adults, even as, think about the high-level discipline that the Lord has exacted on institutions and countries and governments. I mean, it's easy to read this in the Old Testament when he, when he disciplines the, 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 the people of Israel. And it's easy to see this even in our own lives, in our own country. When we walk away from the way of Jesus, there are consequences accordingly. God is treating you as his children. For what children are not disciplined by their father? If you are not disciplined and everyone undergoes discipline, Now, we all know this next verse is to, is true. No discipline seems pleasant at the time. It's actually painful. Later, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. This is what we're after. We're after a life that is whole and holy and a life that is filled with peace and grace. We're looking for children. We're hoping to train up children. We pray for the to children of restore, to be kids that will move out of kids' ministry and into student ministry and then out into the world, and they are thriving, and they are whole, and they are healthy because we as adults have come alongside them, and we have trained them, and we have disciplined them, and we've helped them transition into beautiful, beautiful adulthood. Okay, so let's talk about discipline. What works? What doesn't work? Well, first of all, healthy parents equal healthy kids, right? Healthy parents equal healthy kids. And so if you're not healthy, if you're not mentally, spiritually, physically, especially the mental and emotional health If you are not there, if you have not resolved the things from your childhood, if you have not resolved the things in your life, if you've not been restored to wholeness, then it's going to be difficult for you to raise up healthy, whole, thriving children. So let's get that done. Let's get that. Let's be really honest about where we are as parents, where we are. If you're not a parent yet, wow, this is a perfect time. This is the perfect message for you. Get it. Get healthy, get whole before you have kids, if you can. If you've got kids and you're not there yet, start now, start now. It's so good. Because you may find that uh, when you want to discipline your child, there may may be a time where you ask yourself, you may have to escape to the restroom, to the bathroom, and ask yourself, do I need a timeout, or does my child need a timeout? Because... As adults, we need to ask that question sometimes. I belatedly asked that question a few times afterward. Brenda used to say, I feel like I'd come home from the office or wherever I was at and and she was home with the kids and sometimes she would look at me and go, I feel like I've said no, no, no all day long. No, you can't do that. No, you can't do this. Stop hitting your sister. Stop scratching his eyes out, which she tried a few times, a lot. No. And then she decided that there's got to be a better way. How do I begin to say yes? And now we practice on Oscar, our little Havanese. We say, yes, Oscar. Sit, boy. Yes, yes. Positive affirmation. Here's a treat. Cody used to say to me, Don't look at me with those eyes. That was my mild form of correction, was to glare at him. And I guess my eyes were frightening. Or perhaps he was manipulating my conscience at that point. My dad, one of the corrective measures he used was uh, we would sit on hard benches like this, pews. And misbehavior... Would, um, would mean that his thumb, which had a particularly hard nail on it, uh, thumbnail, would, would, I was a skinny little kid, but somehow he found skin, loose skin on my leg, and would press it down on that hard bench. And we would immediately sit up straight, and we knew that was the signal, or else the next thing was being walked out in an embarrassing manner. We've tried for, for uh, smart mouths that said things they shouldn't have or talked back to the adults in the house. We've tried all kinds of things. Soap, um, Tabasco sauce, nobody calls CPS, all right? Like this is, this is a long time ago. Um, we tried spanking. Um, we tried um, go to your room. Think about what you just did. Go to your room. Uh, but we tried sitting in the corner. Cody had an exceptional corner at our house where he would spend significant amount of time. Eventually figured out that he was picking his boogers and wiping them on the corner. So I don't know who cleaned that up, but today you guys are, are dealing with screens. Um, Eloise, I referred to her as my sweet pea last week. She is that. And um, she has a need for a screen in front of her. And uh, we used to just sit the kids in front of the TV and say, okay, you can watch that 30-minute or 15-minute show. It's not that simple anymore. And I'm, I'll be the first to recognize that. You guys are parenting Kids in an era that is unprecedented. The level of commitment you have to have if you're going to raise healthy, thriving children is unprecedented. It is the hardest work that you'll ever do. And in today's world, the options are so great. I talked about sports. I want to know what you're going to do about screen time. I want to know. What you're going to do about um, the curriculum that your kids are taught in school. Like you have to be thinking about all of those things. Many of those things we didn't have to really think about because we weren't faced with it when our children were small. So when I say it's significant that you guys are in the house this morning, when you are online and, and you are asking the right questions. I can't overstate the importance of you as parents, you as grandparents, taking the time to get educated about what it means to raise healthy, thriving children. So that, remember I quoted John Adams last week? And he talked about how the virtues of society if they're not sustained and if they're not built up on, society will not, will not sustain itself. This country will not continue to thrive if families and children do not express the virtues that are positive and good in our society. Ephesians 6 Verse four, fathers, do not provoke your children to anger by the way you treat them. By the way, uh, let me just say that all of those things I just said we did, you got to figure out what works for your kids, because what worked for Cody didn't work for Morgan, and vice versa. You have to figure out what works for each of your children. So uh, as dads, don't provoke your children to anger by the way you treat them, rather, Bring them up with the discipline and instruction that comes from the Lord. Now, this was crazy talk. Paul wrote this to the church in Ephesus. This is crazy talk. This is a culture where the father was the ultimate authority. And now Paul is saying, give consideration to your child. This is about as culturally opposite as considering the women of that day as more than Slaves and property. This is revolutionary for a child to be given consideration. But here is the way that culture culture shift was made through the gospel. Dads in the house. How many dads in the house? Just a quick show of hands. A whole bunch of you. A whole bunch of you. We can easily provoke our children to anger. If we, especially if we get lazy, uh, the Proverbs writer writes, spare the ch- rod, spoil the child. That was indicative of corporal punishment when it was written. And it still is. You know what I find? As I reflected on the number of times that I spanked Cody. When I was not in a good state of mind. Sorry. Sorry. I'm watching him now parent. And I know that some of the things he's doing, he did because we taught him that way. I parented the way I did because that's what I observed. Cody parents the way he observed at some level. But there's a caveat because Brenda and I switched things up. We didn't do everything that our parents did. And Cody and Mo are not doing everything that we did. They're finding nuanced ways to do things. And the lazy way out, fathers, often is to pick up the rod. I don't mean literally, but pick up whatever is close by and use it for physical punishment. And I'm just telling you this morning that that can be the lazy way out. Because when I see Cody looking at Eloise and he's having a conversation And Cody and Mo both do this exceptionally well. But they're having a conversation. Sometimes I'm thinking, like, let's be honest here. Sometimes I think, what are you reasoning with her about? Like, just give her a slap on the behind. Like, she can't reason that out. Lo and behold, I told you last week how smart little Sweet Pea is, right? Well, she is. And what I'm seeing them do is spend more time. Because it's a whole lot easier to just swap the behind. And get on with it. But when we're taking the time, and you can't reason out every time, there are times when you can't, but when you do, you're showing great value to that child. You're showing consideration to that child. But it takes work. It takes more time. Figure it out. Figure out what works for your children, but do it in a way that is following Biblical principles of consideration of love and grace and mercy that you want for yourself. That's what we want for our children too. Wow. Uh, Why don't you guys stand? I don't know where all the time goes in a morning like this, but but I'm really grateful. Grateful again for uh, just the spirit in the house this morning. And I believe that uh, as we lean into, as we lean into becoming the parents that God's called us to be, as those of you that aren't parents yet, as you influence children around you, look, these principles apply across the board. Uh, you can lean into relationships, apply what we're talking about, and uh, and the community and the world we'd be better for it. Our verse for this series is Proverbs 22.6, and we'll close with this. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. All right, it's up there. Let's say it together. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Let me pray for us. Oh, God, we're so, so grateful. We're grateful that as we uh, gather in this space, as we uh, gather online, wherever we're at this morning, your spirit has been here, is here with us, and what a great gift that is. Your generosity never ceases to amaze us. The generosity of your love and grace that just overflows into our lives. God, help us to take seriously this thing of parenting, of grandparenting, of influencing the next generation God, where we are unhealthy, where we are not whole, where we are not thriving, bring those areas, those things to mind, even now. Holy Spirit, just move throughout this space. Speak to us now. Help our hearts and minds to be completely open to you. God, we should surrender again. We surrender it all. We surrender the things that are holding us back. Where there is a lack of courage, God, bring courage, give strength. And Father, we just pray, we pray again for our children, and I pray for our parents, I pray blessing over them. May they know the courage and the strength that only comes from you. Guide us now, in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. Please rate and review us on Spotify and iTunes and join us again for next week's podcast. We love you and pray blessing and peace over you and your family.